November 2004, off the coast of Southern California, the USS Nimitz, an aircraft carrier for the United States Navy, is performing routine training missions with the U.S. Navy Strike Group. Another warship called the two fighter jet pilots from the fleet to investigate radar contacts in the area moving in unexplainable fashions. The first pilot, Alex Dietrich, noticed unusual churning of the ocean surface before seeing what she and the second pilot, Commander David Fravor, described as a smooth, white, oblong object resembling a large tic-tac breathment flying at high speeds over the water. In a brave attempt to identify the object, Commander Fravor dived at the object with his dick. This is what now? (laughs) Yeah. That didn't sound right. In a a brave attempt to identify the object, Commander Fravor dived at the object with his jet. The object appeared to respond in a way that we as humans don't recognize as applying to the laws of physics, and it lacked any visible flight control surfaces or means of propulsion. This is the story of unidentified aerial phenomena... and welcome to Reading the Room. My name's Adam West, and this is a psychic exploration. And you can't have a psychic exploration without psychics, so let me introduce my co-hosts. I'd first like to introduce Pam. Hello, Pam. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm well. How are you today? Good. Excellent. And of course, joined as always by Kate. Hello, Kate. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about um, our subject today. Really exciting. Super fun. Yeah. UFOs. No, I'm sorry. You're not allowed to call them that anymore. That's the the tin hat. Oh. What are we calling them? UAP. UAP. But before we do that, we've got a little game. Do you guys want to play a game with me? Of course. Awesome. This, This game is called... Serial killer or crowd thriller. I'm going to give you a nickname and you have to tell me if this is a serial killer or a professional boxer. Okay. Let me, Let's okay. Do it. Uh, yeah. So you will chime in. The first person to chime in gets a guess. If they do not get it correct, um, no one gets the point. Okay. Our first one. Ding. Merciless. Ding, ding, ding. I heard Katie first. It's a boxer. That is a boxer. One point to Katie. Do you know the name of the, do you know the boxer? No, it just sounded like boxer to me. Um, (laughs) Ray Mercer. Merciless Ray Mercer. Oh, okay. Number two. Made in hell. Ding, 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 ding. Pam. Boxer. That's a boxer. That's Roman Carmazian. 
yeah, Roman. Everyone knows who Roman Carmazian is. He's he's a professional boxer. That's a crazy mm-hmm. nickname too. Um, so one and one. You guys ready for number three? Yeah. It is Hissin Sid. Ding ding ding. Katie. Murder. Murderer. That's yes. right. Sydney Cook, also known as Hissin Sid. All right, two one, Katie. Why was he? Why was he hissing? I wonder. Part part snake. He was. He was from Slytherin. Okay. Yeah, Ooh. I'd never. <laughs> he was a serial killer and a snake. Yeah. Very versatile. Number four, bad intentions. Ding 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 ding. Pam. Boxer. Boxer Jermaine Taylor. Bad intentions Taylor. That's right. Two and two. You guys have gotten every one of them correct, so I don't know if this game is hard enough. <laughs> Noted for the future. <laughs> or you're just good. You're, I mean, it's the first time anyone's played it, so you're the two best in the world. Oh, yes. yeah. Number five, Cat Weasel. Ding, ding, ding. Kate. Murderer. That is killer Anthony Hardy. Oh, I'm sorry. Killer Leslie Bailey. Mm. That's right. Sounds like he started out with cats. <laughs> I sure hope he didn't. Yeah, you do. Um, the next one is the Camden Ripper. Ding, ding, ding. Katie. Murderer. That is a murderer. That is killer Anthony Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> what is Is that three to two? I think yeah, it, sure. I think it's four to two. That means I have to come oh. up strong. Okay, we've got three questions less, so, so you better you better get them all. Oh, I will. The Doodler. Ding, ding, ding. Pam. Serial killer. That is the killer uh, unknown. They don't know who it is. Mm. As of yet, indetermined. The Doodler. Our next one, Winky. That's not, ding, ding, not ding. mean enough to be either one. I don't know why, but I'll say boxer. That is a boxer, Kate. That's Ron Winky Wright. Oh, that makes sense. It's his last name. Yeah. No, no, no. His last name's Wright. Oh, yeah. Adam, is he known for winking? (laughs) That's that's exactly why he's called Winky. That's why he's not a good boxer. All right, last one. The Motor City Cobra. Ding, 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 ding. I heard Kate first. Murder. Incorrect. Dang. Boxer. Boxer. Boxer Tommy Hearns. I've heard of him. You've Tommy Hearns of him? Yeah. All right, Kate, you took it. Way to go. Woo-hoo. First ever champion of Steeler Killer or Crowd Thriller. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Katie. I learned from last week, you get no gift. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. But we have an amazing subject today. Yeah, we do. UAPs. What's this? What? It's interesting. UAP. Yeah. UAP. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um... You guys know who Tom DeLonge is? Hey, Mom. 
Everybody knows Tom Long from Blink-182. Well, he left his band in 2015 to pursue interest in um, UFOs. And he has been studying UFOs for most of his life. And he developed something called To the Stars Academy, a UFO initiative that focused on um, three main components. Collecting and studying anomalous data developing technology related to findings and explaining to humanity through story. Ready to go, Tom DeLong. Yeah, yeah. We love you, Tom DeLong. In 2020, to the Stars Academy released a documentary series Unidentified Inside America's UFO uh, America's UFO Investigation featuring Tom DeLong, Louis Elizondo, uh, he's a former counterintelligence officer from the Defense Intelligence Agency and Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification. And um, Chris Mellon, a former United States Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for the Intelligence, as well as CIA. And then quantum physicist Hale Puthoff. I want to tell you really quickly that when I first heard this, I was like, oh, this here's a show. There's not going to be... Too much. This is probably just like another UFO show. It is not. It is like they're talking about things that are really happening with our with our government, and um, is very interesting. The series says it ex- exposes the incredible secrets of the American government's secret UFO program, shedding new light on identified unidentified flying phenomenon in the USA and all around the world. This docu-series features three videos from the Pentagon. It's very interesting. It's aerial phenomenon. And um, the uh, first video they have is FLIR. Is, is it an acronym? FLIR. FLIR. Okay. Yeah. In November. I think it's pronounced. I think they pronounce Fleur. it FLIR. Yeah. Okay. All right. In, in, FLIR. Katie, you have, a, you have an idea how they pronounce it? What did Adam say? Fleer. Fleer. I agree. Fleer. In in November of 2004, fighter pilot commander David Fraser of the USS Nimitz Carrier Strike Group investigated radar indications that a possible target off the coast of Southern California. um, And Fraser stated that the operator had told him that the U.S. Princeton, part of the strike group, had been tracking unusual aircraft for two weeks prior to the incident. The aircraft would appear at 80,000 feet before descending rapidly towards the scene, stopping at like 20,000 feet, and then just hovering. Fraser reported that he saw an object, white and oval, um, and then I think that we were referring to that as, they were referring to that as a TikTok, um, that was about 40 feet long. Commander Fraser and second pilot Alex Dietrich said in an interview that a total of four people, two pilots and, and two weapon system officers in the back seats of two jets witnessed the objects for about five minutes. And Fraser said that um, as he spiraled down to get closer to the object, the object ascended, mirroring the trajectory of his airplane until the object disappeared. I cannot believe how brave he was to go check it out. Um, mm-hmm. It's amazing that he would fly down further. I wonder if the guy in the plane with him was like, I don't think we should be doing this. 
Commander, stop! <laughs> Commander, leave it alone! <laughs> Sir, I have pooped in my pants. Maybe we should yeah. go back. No kidding. Um, so, uh, a second wave of fighters, including pilot, Lieutenant Commander Chad Underwood, um, took off from the Nimitz to investigate. And unlike Fraser, Underwood's fighter uh, was equipped with an advanced in infrared camera. And Underwood... Um, recorded the FLIR video and coined the description Tic Tac to describe the in, um, infra image, but I have to pick that up again, okay? Underwood recorded the FLIR video and coined the description Tic Tac to describe the infrared image, but did not himself see any unusual object. Hmm. Didn't it? Didn't the, so this is, didn't they say it went like 60 miles away in just a couple of seconds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is the one that the guy who was saying that uh, throughout the weeks he was seeing the the unidentified aerial phenomena UAPs on the radar for two weeks prior. He was the one who said it has been raining down UFOs for like the whole time, and then they sent these guys out on their training mission, and then they went to go check it out, and this is what happened to them. Well, it no, it was just a regular training mm-hmm. mission. Um, they do training missions all the right. time, but. Uh, the, at this training mission, they just so happened to see it while they were out there training and sent them over. Um, but with this uh, incident, this is the incident where a lot of people on the docuseries talk about how right after it happened, like a helicopter came in and then they took the took the data and then they just left and they never knew who it was. Oh, that's right. I remember that. They, did, they came and took the yeah. data. Were they dressed in black? Was it the Men in black. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was speculated that it was the Air Force. Oh, okay. like hire people up in the Air Force because the air is their domain. Interesting. Um, <laughs> they own the air. <laughs> yeah, they, they own the air. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not to say they weren't dressed in black. But maybe they were. So then there were two other um, videos: "Go Fast" and "Gimbal." Um, there was an official U.S. Navy footage that was released of two additional UFO encounters that were taken between 2014 and 2015. The, the videos were taken aboard from Navy fighter jet pilots with the USS Theodore Roosevelt Carrier Strike Group off of the East Coast. So this like in the Atlantic Ocean. So this is a whole different mm-hmm. thing. This is so interesting that um, they were actually able to get video. Yeah, and this video is crazy. The go fast is the one where they're just tracking something going insanely fast already, and then it just like it's gone. It's because it's moving so quick. Mm-hmm. We would really recommend you watch this, but wait till uh, you're done listening to our podcast, please. Well, these uh, three videos can be found on YouTube. They're everywhere, and I think that they're even now like on the Department of Defense website somewhere. Probably, <laughs> it's on their front page now. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is us. <laughs> We're owning this. The Department of Defense this. is owning this. <laughs> to the Stars Academy projects, ADAM. That's Adam. That's my name. I'm going to get so confused. <laughs> Adam stands for Acquisition and Data Analysis of Materials in a partnership with EarthTech International, a pioneering research organization in Austin, Texas, at the forefront of next generation science and technology. The Adam Research Project focuses on the collection and scientific evaluation of material samples obtained through reliable reports of advanced aerospace vehicles of unknown origin. 
we have a chance of making progress because we will follow where the data leads us. That's a quote from Dr. Hal Putoff, the co-founder of the TTSA. So the To the Stars Academy project is the project that Tom DeLong and the people who put out the documentary, uh, it's a long-term project that they've been using to document all of these different cases all over. And if you watch this docuseries, they go to like Italy and they talk to a lot of the Italian government and talk about how they've seen things and they've been recording things since the 1900s. They even talked to some government officials who talk about an incident where they saw one of these flying Tic Tacs in the sky on the coast off of Italy. And they talk about how it shot a laser out of it and into, I think it shot down a helicopter. Um, so the to the, to the Stars Academy project, Adam is always working behind the scenes to collect data. And I think that they were even using an app or trying to develop an app at some point in time so that people, civilians could just report this stuff when they could. I think the Italians reported like they're talking about like hundreds mm-hmm. of incidents. Mm-hmm. Cause they've taken it seriously all of this time and have been documenting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's good. Good for Italy. Yeah. So after this docu-series was released and the videos had been released from an unknown origin, the Department of Defense actually released an official statement. And I'm just going to go ahead and read to you the official statement from the Department of Defense. The Department of Defense has authorized the release of three unclassified Navy videos, one taken in November 2004 and the other two in January 2015, which have been circulating in the public domain after unauthorized release in 2007 and 2017. The U.S. Navy previously acknowledged that these videos circulating in the public domain were indeed Navy videos. After a thorough review, the department has determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems and does not impede on any subsequent investigations of military airspace incursions or unidentified aerial phenomena. The Department of Defense is releasing the videos in order to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage has been circulating was real or whether there was whether or not there is more of these videos. The aerial phenomena observed in these videos remain characterized as unidentified. The released videos can be found at the Naval Air Systems Command FOIA Reading Room. And that's a website, so you can find it on NavyAir.Navy.mil. So the the U.S. Navy has officially acknowledged that the UFOs are real and violate American airspace. Yeah, that's crazy. This is a really big deal, you guys, because, because for... Forever, they've always been like, no, that's not real. That's crazy. What are you talking about? Stuff like that. So this 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 statement is a huge deal in, in the military world and to everybody, really. Yeah. To have such a, a large force in the world say, yeah, this sh- something's happening. Mm-hmm. Something's going on. And we don't know what mm-hmm. it is. That's important. Yeah. 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 So, in official statements, the Navy has, for the first time, officially stated that the three UFO videos made public by former Blink-182 singer Tom DeLonge's UFO (laughs) research organization, um, and stating that the footage of real, unknown objects violating Americans' airspace is real. So, 
Tom DeLong. You're the man. Good job. <laughs> I, what's your resume? Oh, I wrote. Uh, what's What's my age again? And I um, help force the hand of the Air Force to admit that UFOs are real. <laughs> yeah, good yeah. Job. Tom DeLong, you're a hero. <laughs> yeah, there was a video of him, and it's. I think it's on his. Uh, instagram or it's something and it's like him sitting there and he's like i'm gonna it's when he's really young too and he's like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna tell these guys like aliens are real and somebody's like laughing at him he's like what the hell are you laughing about this is real shit <laughs> i'm really gonna do this yeah, yeah. tom <laughs> he's really gonna do this and he really did it good yeah. for you man uh the navy spokesperson joseph gradger stated the navy considers the phenomenon contained and depicted in these three videos is unidentified. Previously, the Navy never addressed the content of the videos. The terminology here is important. The UFOs community is increasingly using the terminology unidentified aerial phenomena to discuss unknown objects in the sky. So it's not UFOs. Yes. It's unidentified aerial phenomena. UFOs is out. UAPs is in. <laughs> it's like that Drake meme. <laughs> no, no to the no UFOs. UFOs. Yes, the UAPs. In 2020, the U.S. Navy officially changed its policy to make it easier for its personnel to report sightings of anomalous aerial vehicles due to the number of reports of unauthorized or and or unidentified aircraft entering various military-controlled training ranges and designated airspace. The Navy and USAF, the United States Air Force, takes these reports very seriously and investigate each and every report. The information obtained from each individual report of any suspected training range incursion will be investigated in its own right. The inf information obtained in these reports will be cataloged cataloged and analyzed for the purpose of identifying any hazard to our aviators. What a slug. Why do you write like this? Whoever wrote this report. <laughs> it's government reports. <laughs> any report generated as a result of these in investigations will, by necessity, include classified information on military operations. Therefore, no release of information to the general public is expected. With the official statement, the Navy takes an unprecedented and dramatic shift from the U.S. government's long-held company line that there's nothing to the whole UFO phenomenon. Even going back to the Air Force's official investigation into UFOs, which ran under several different program names from 1948 to 1970, never before has a bunch of the American military pointed to a picture or video of an object and stated, this is a true, unknown, or unidentified aerial object. It's so crazy. Yeah. The, yeah. It's so crazy because, you know, the official policy for 50 years was your crackpots, your absolute tin hatters, tin, tin, tin foil, tin foil yeah. hatters. I mean, like that gets people to like, <laughs> I'm not a tin foil hatter. I'm not going to say anything. And it gets people to shut up. Right. And so that I think that yeah. they were like. I don't know what this is. Let's just get everybody to shut it down. And we'll do that through public mockery, just like high school. <laughs> um, I want to just say that I think it's interesting that they're like, they will investigate, but 
there's not going to be a release to the public. So they're investigating. They're admitting that there's things out there, but there, it's not going to be super transparent. So we shouldn't expect like to be able to read these um, these reports anytime soon. Yeah, but I feel like that's 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 more normal. Like to have the reports stay internal, and then to have like investigations because you can't just go blab to everybody what's going to happen all or what happened every minute of the it day. It would be you know? it would be interesting if they you know it would be nice to know when when they've come to a conclusion it's something that they could release to the public though so but you know we'll be happy that they're saying that there are unidentified aerial phenomenon and that we've come this way we've come a long way baby Mm-hmm. So, um, the release the release of this footage kicked off federal interest in investigating UAPs in August of 2020. The Defense Department created a UAP task force, following pressure from congressional lawmakers. Who do you think should be on the task force? Will Smith? Yeah, Will Smith for sure. Yeah, Bill Paxton was. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, really yeah. brave in Independence yeah. Day. So, yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, obviously. Yeah. yeah, he he'd be all the he'd be the science guy, and obviously Tom DeLonge. Yeah, Tom DeLonge for sure. He's our guy. They should <laughs> give him a badge. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't help but think there should be one female. We're sending you, Katie. I'm on it. In December 2020, Congress passed its government funding bill that included a directive to. National Intelligence Director and Defense Secretary to release a report on the UAPs in six months' time. Former Intelligence Director John Radcliffe teased the contents of the report, telling Fox News that the document would include unknown sightings from all over the world. Frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public, Radcliffe said. Per Congress spending bill, the UAP report was required to be published by June 2021 to meet its deadline. On June 25th, 2021, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence released the preliminary assessment, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. This report was only nine pages long and can be found on the Department of National Intelligence's website. Overall, there are eight main takeaway points from the report. Direct quotes from the report include, Our analysis of the data supports the construct that if and when individual UAP incidents are resolved, they will fall into one of five potential explanatory categories. One, airborne clutter. Two, natural atmospheric phenomena. Three, USG or U.S. industry developmental programs. Four, foreign adversary systems and five a catch-all or other bin and what we're really interested in is is that catch-all other bin because the other stuff is just space crap and sometimes uh clutter can be just like a deflated balloon or something like boring stuff but we want to know <laughs> boring <what's-> yeah boring <laughs> balloons and and billionaires sending crap. stuff up to the sky <laughs> forget that all the old dead satellites <laughs> yeah boring, boring. After carefully considering this information, the UAPTF, UAP Task Force, focused on reports that involve UAP largely witnessed firsthand by military aviators and were collected from systems we consider to be reliable. So 
this information is going to be coming from reliable sources, Air Force, Navy, whoever else is up in the sky in some sort of official capacity, and probably not from people like us, but that's okay. It's fine. No standard reporting mechanism existed until the Navy established one in March of 2019. The Air Force subsequently adopted the me mechanism in November 2020, but it remains limited to USG reporting. So uh, the Navy had established this in 2019, the Air Force uh, at the end of 2020. So these are pretty brand new, brand new programs that obviously are going to take some work to... Uh, that makes sense. Tighten up, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So from the reports that they have, 144 reports originated from the USG sources. Of these, 80 reports involved observation with multiple sensors. So these are the sensors that they use in military uh, weapons. Narratives from aviators in the operational community and analysts from the military and IC describe disparagement associated with observing UAP, reporting it, or attempting to discuss it with colleagues. Although the effects of these stigmas have lessened as senior members of the scientific, policy, military, and intelligence communities engage in this topic seriously in public, reputational risk may keep observers silent, complicating scientific pursuit of this topic. So yeah, that's, mm -hmm. yeah, people are always worried about sounding like a crackpot. And mm -hmm. Especially if there's pressure and they're like, hey, if you saw something, you didn't see something. So keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. So they're still worried about that, even though this is all new, you know. So if, if you have, you know, pretty substantial career, you might not want to run out and say a bunch of stuff. That's going to get your 20 years taken away or something like that. Yeah, especially after how long they were like, keep, keep it to yourself. Mm hmm. In 18 incidents described in 21 reports, observers reported unusual UAP movement patterns or flight characteristics. Some UAP appeared to remain stationary in winds aloft, move against the wind, maneuver abruptly, or move at considerable speed without discernible means of propulsion. In a small number of cases, military aircraft systems processed radio frequency energy associated with the UAP sightings. So these UAPs are not just the three that we're talking about in 18 incidents that they have right now. Uh, they can just move in all sorts of directions that don't apply to the laws of physics. Is basically this is the jargon that they're talking about here. That's so interesting. With the exception of one instance where we determined with high confidence that the reported UAP was airborne clutter, specifically a deflating balloon, we currently lack significant information in our data set to attribute incidents to specific explanations. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're tracing, you're like, oh, there's a there's an alien and you, you're getting all stoked. Yeah. And then it's just like yeah. a deflating balloon. Disappointment. <laughs> oh, man. I would be oh. bummed. This is just like Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so the last highlight of this this report is, is, um, is a statement that says, Although most of the UAP described in our data set probably remain ident unidentified due to limited data or challenges to collection processing or analysis, we may require additional scientific knowledge to successfully collect on, analyze, and characterize some of them. So in short, this report that they had to 
turn in in June to talk about what they see, what they know. Basically, all they've told us is, we have all these reports, one of them's a deflated weather balloon, everything else, we have no idea what it is. <laughs> so, And we, we figured like, out, we're not telling you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's where we're at with the report and updated information as of today. Uh, it's August 2021 20, right now, so... I'd like to see some of these guys who are at the top doing these investigations have to go on Maury. Like, is this information real? Yeah, with the lie detector guy. (laughs) The lie detector tests? They could have somebody else come out who reported it and and be like, in your face! I knew it! (laughs) I knew it was aliens! (laughs) Theories. One, aliens. Woo! Guys, aliens. <laughs> That's my favorite theory. Yeah. Theory it's theory one because aliens. Yeah. Theory two. It's a foreign adversary. Maybe Russia. <laughs> Russian President Vladimir Putin has a bubble of spoofed GPS signals projected around him when he visits sensitive location, a study suggests. Mm. Spoof some GPS. You never know where Vlad's going. Mm-hmm. C4ADS, or the Center for Advanced Defense, is a research organization that uses sophisticated data analysis techniques to investigate global security and conflict issues. A report by their think tank documents almost 10,000 separate GPS spoofing incidents conducted by Russia. Most incidents affected ships, said C4ADS. That's your name shouldn't be more complicated by the acronym. <laughs> Most incidents affected ships, but spoofing was also been around airports and other locations. Katie, how does spoofing work? So if you guys you guys watch a documentary, uh, but listeners, check out this documentary because we're like touching on just the surface here. They talk a little bit about spoofing technology. And some of the things that make these UAP um, sightings so important is that they, um, they're they on radar. You can visually see them, and they maneuver in ways that we can't understand. So spoofing, there's a thing called radar spoofing, um, which is used in military war tactics, and it makes it look like it's called ghost radar it makes it look like there's a ship on the radar when it's not spoofing involves flooding an area with radio signals that mimic those sent by global gps satellites these ground-based signals are much stronger than those sent from satellites so the real information is crowded out the analysis has shown that russia is pioneering the use of gps spoofing techniques to protect and promote its strategic interests Generally, spoofing is done to deflect commercial drones from entering sensitive airspaces. Generally, spoofing is concentrated around 10 key locations, including Crimea, Syria, as well as other ports and airports in Russia. So it's definitely a tactic that the Russians use already um, as far as like 
the UAPs and the spoofing technology. They like I've read different articles about like laser phenomena and things to make you think you're seeing stuff which you're not really seeing, and and not in any one of those like reports that they put out has anybody like physically touched a tic tac or anything like that. So that's why I thought it was important to put spoofing in there because the um, the technology's there. The technology's there, and also. I guess I could talk about the fact that the U.S. Navy has a patent on spoofing technology as well. So Interesting. They did this in the Brady Bunch. What did they do? Well, in an episode, they spoofed. They spoofed Vladimir Putin? Yeah. <laughs> they they had they wanted to like make it look like there was a UFO or something, so they did something where they projected into the sky. No, this is the Brady Bunch, so I'm remembering this from when I was like 12. So basically... That's the earliest spoofing I've ever seen. And maybe the spoofing, maybe the reason the ships look hmm. like Tic Tacs is because they are actual Tic Tacs. And they're like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What, what shape should we go she with? Let's get some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get, get all the breath mints out and look at. The most. Yeah. Breath mint. Breath mints. Oh, Lifesaver's not going to do it because there's a hole in the middle. <laughs> We'll go with the Tic Tac. <laughs> and M and M, they would have recognized from the M. Yeah, absolutely. Wah wah wah. Interdimensional beings. This is interesting too. <laughs> Inter- interdimensional beings, um, beings from another dimension. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no proof of them, but I still like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a cool idea. Especially the science behind it, mm-hmm. you know, is so interesting because you know they say there are other dimensions, and I think you know there's a lot of that in 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 theories that are out there um, in science. But yeah, is that interesting? I feel like I've used the word interesting like eighty five times. Isn't that interesting? Mesmerizing, captivating. <laughs> this is very captivating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited about your theories, all of them, but go ahead. Catmetastic. Time travelers. Woo! Ooh. You know, people always say like, oh, if people yeah. can travel through time, yeah. why haven't we met any? Maybe we did. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is them. Little tic-tac mm-hmm. ships. Weird. It does kind of look like public transport. Yeah, yeah, what if it's just an Airbus from the future? I guess who's driving it? Hey, Bill and Ted. Hey, we're yeah. just going somewhere. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe it is like public trans. It's a bunch of people who are like, yeah, I, I guess it's you know pretty interesting. But like, I was really hoping for that the stewardess to come around for another <laughs> round of drinks or some peanuts. Wish I had more leg space yeah. in this tic tac. Kid keeps kicking me. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave his ass in 2021 if he doesn't stop messing with my seat. Uh, U.S. military spoofing. This could. This is this is a strong theory too. Uh, new technology under new patent by the new technology under <laughs> new patent. New technology. It's general new, patent. Old it's patent. patent. It's old. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new patent. They did a whole new one for this one. New technology under patent by the U.S. Navy could shift the odds even further into the favor of stealth aircraft, leveraging lasers to produce 
plasma bursts that could trick inbound missiles into thinking mm. they found a jet to chase that would actually be a little more than a hologram. Mm. Smart. Hologram. Tricky. Tricky. This technology has already been used to create laser plasma balls that can transmit human speech. Laser plasma balls that can speak human speech is uh, probably the scariest sentence I've read today. I agree. That's amazing. How do they do that? We need to do an episode yeah. just on that. What? <laughs> yeah. Can we? Well, can we? Can we just shoot laser plasma Soon. balls with our That's opinions in step. at each other? Is that possible? Laser plasma balls that can transmit human oh. speech. I just had to say it out loud for myself. It just sounds so crazy. That's stupendous. That's some good technology. Those spoofing technologies are very interesting, but also really disappointing if you're like Team Alien. Let's get it on the table, guys. Um, were you UAB with UAPs? Kate, let's start with you. What do you What do you uh, think? I, I always want it to be aliens. Always. You're just a- aliens. Always. Every time. For all time. But uh, the spoofing technology is uh, pretty good stuff. So my heart. <laughs> pretty. Pretty. Pretty <laughs> good. Pretty good. Mm. So my heart is with the aliens and my intellect is with the spoofing technology of an adversary <laughs> or our own government. I'm tied. Are worried about the uh, Stephen Hawking alien theory? He's like, if aliens come, it will be bad for yeah, human beings. Yeah. Be very bad. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I just wanted to be spoofing technology then. Hey, it's just us. It's fine. <laughs> I want it to be specifically nice aliens. I want it specifically ET. to be ET. Yeah. He's yeah. cool. Yeah, we can eat candy and hang out. He'll make. <laughs> Hang on, my God. <laughs> turn my speaking spell into an internet. Elf? Oh, yeah, elf. <laughs> no, that would not be safe for the cats of the world. <laughs> Just tell elf, no, you cannot eat cats. I'll punch you right in the face, <laughs> elf. Adam, you'll protect my cats. All right. <laughs> All right, Pam, what do you think? You know, I'm going to go against what, what Stephen Hawking said, because... If they've been here, they would have been here a while. Because they've been looking at these Tic Tacs for a while. And it's interesting, you know, the Italian government has been tracking things so much longer than we have because we were trying not to track things. Um, we were sort of like, mom, 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 I don't hear you when people would come forward. <laughs> it's like Wizard of Oz. Don't look behind the curtain. Yeah. Never mind what's behind the curtain over there. And in the middle, in, yeah. In the meantime, Italians were like writing this stuff down. Okay, this is what I actually saw. So I think they've been here for a while, and I think that if they wanted something from us, they could have gotten it. And also, you know, when in the Nibbets situation, like um, when the jet got close, that thing didn't blow that guy up. It zoomed away sixty miles per hour in like five seconds. So. I don't know, but this is what I'm still trying to get my head around laser plasma balls that can transmit human speech. That's almost as big as to me as aliens are here. <laughs> um, I, I 
Um, I'm going to, and I feel like the other two things, like um, this is interdimensional beings or this is time travel. I feel like for me, like aliens seems much more general than those things. Those things seem way more out there than that. Spoofing, of course, like I said, yeah, they were doing that on the Brady Bunch. So I feel like everybody knows a little bit about spoofing. But I'm going to go with aliens. Woo! Woo! Mm-hmm. Aliens! Adam, what's your vote? Two for aliens. Ooh. I do love peer pressure, <laughs> y'all. Adam, we both voted for aliens. Very, oh, very susceptible for the queen sweep. <laughs> I am going time travelers. Woo! I think this is, uh, yeah, I think this is some kids with like Mickey Mouse ears. It's the, <laughs> it's the great, great grandchildren of the billionaires that are going to survive the climate de- being destroyed. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing about that. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all fucked. You know what? That's You're an interesting funny. thought. I'm not laughing about the planet dying. Yeah, I am upset about that. This. Is an interesting thought that the billionaires are already putting stuff into the into the sky. So why couldn't this yep. be their spoiled grandchildren coming back? Great rates, maybe. And right, exactly. they're like, okay, everybody gets to be dropped off in a different century for a while. Here at the Tic Tac at noon, then we'll go to lunch. So. Yeah. Is there vacation spying on us? Yeah, look, look I'm going to try to fit in. Wouldn't that be fun to be yeah. like, we're just going to go to the 50s for a while. I bought you some clothes. Let's go. Let's see how we could fit in. We'll just, yeah, we'll yeah, sit on a park bench. We'll just, we, we won't butterfly affect anything. We'll just, we'll just watch. Maybe that's where coronavirus came from. Maybe. Maybe. But you, you know, but they always talk about the butterfly effect, how you can get in there and just make one change. And um, it just suddenly, you know, makes changes you wouldn't expect. So if I all of a sudden disappear and um, my kids are no longer here, Adam, butterfly effect. Butterfly effect. Yeah. We're just gone. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Where'd I go? And then you'll be like, my theory was right. <laughs> Butterfly it's effect. fine. They told me this was going to happen. They're psychic. <laughs> and now I need a couple new psychics to continue on reading the room. So. <laughs> well, this all certainly brings up a lot of questions. Do you think you guys can provide some answers of for course. us? So, listeners, Pam and I are tarot card readers. And what we're going to do is we're going to shuffle some cards and use our pendulums to look and see what is going on with this UAP situation. Is it aliens? Is it a foreign adversary like Russia? Is it interdimensional beings? Time travelers? Or U.S. military spoofing? So, just give us a moment while we shuffle away and we'll be right back with some answers. So, listeners, our tarot cards are all shuffled. They're all laid out on the table. So, let's go down the line and look at our theories really quick. So, question number one is, is this aliens, the UAPs, yes or no? Is it aliens? What do you get, Pam? You want to know if it's aliens? Yes. 
Yes, I get that too. All right. Foreign adversary, Russia, and their spoofing technology. Is it Russia, foreign adversary, spoofing technology? No. I'm getting a no as well. I feel like it can be a combination of different things, and that's why I want to ask every single one of our theories. Interdimensional beings. Interdimensional beings. What are you getting there? Yes or a no? Yes. You got a yes. Interesting enough, I'm getting a no. Adam, do you have your handy-dandy pendulum? Can you come in for a tie for interdimensional beings? Yes or no? Here we go. Mine just turned to a no, but I still want to hear Adam's response. I'm getting forward-backward, which I I think means yes. Yes, okay. Are these beings time travelers? I'm I'm getting getting a yes. yes. Is this... U.S. military spoofing technology. I'm getting a no. I'm getting a no. Interesting. Okay, so now that we've kind of narrowed down our theories, we've gotten yeses to interdimensional beings, time travelers, and aliens. All three of those things. Mine changed to a no on interdimensional beings. But Adams was a yes. So there's that. So I'm going to tell you what I see with my tarot cards and what's interesting about it is is that there's a card here and it's for those of you who do tarot cards at home it's the magician card and it means that it's step one in a long step process to move forward into a new journey and then I have other cards that talk to me about moving away from old situations Mm -hmm. of the past and that this is a totally positive direction and that things are going to be improving And that in the very near future, there's going to be a mystery that's going to be solved after a long wait. And I have a card here that is the Victory Parade card. And this card almost always means that somebody has been trying to pursue something and they've had a lot of struggles along the way, but they're going to have victory success. And when I look at this card and ask, is this Tom DeLonge? I get a yes. So I feel like he's not done in his pursuit in this situation. And that um, this is him to me. Uh, the other things that that I see here is that for a while it's going to feel like with this situation things are going to go around in circles. And feel like we're not moving forward. Um, but we'll get there. And then there's another thing that's talking about an entity that doesn't want to be pushed into making decision. And I feel like this is the government. They don't want to be pushed into saying yes or no or either way so they've opened up this investigation and stuff but i don't think that they're totally committed to saying it's an alien i think that they're going to keep things under their hat for quite some time and that's what i have what do you have pam it's interesting because what i have is um both the king and the queen of swords upside down which Mm -hmm. is usually like um people who are very authoritative who um, are kind of putting their foot down and they feel like they're losing control. I think that's our Mm -hmm. government. So I feel like this is a, they know that they have to recognize this, but I also Mm -hmm. feel like it's a scary thing for them, but we Mm -hmm. have the strength card. And I feel like that is, that is everybody. Like we're all strong and are, and we're all going to be standing strong together. Um, I am finding it interesting, like, um, so I see a lot of change, and then I see coming together and living together. So I feel like, yes, it is. But I also want to tell you, I think it's interesting that we're getting the aliens, but we're also getting time travelers. So are we the aliens? (laughs) When we ask our pendulums, 
if there's aliens, we got a yes. Yeah. And then we um, ask about time travelers, we get a yes. I'm just going a step further to say, are we the aliens? Okay, here's what I'm going to get. Here's what I got right here. So when I ask, is this interdimensional human beings, I get a no. When I ask if it's time-traveling human beings, I get a no. When I ask if it's interdimensional, time-traveling aliens, I'm getting a yes. Another thing that I'm coming up with when it comes to this question is, is that whoever these people or entities or aliens or whatever they are, it's somebody that we've known before. Oh, Because there's a card that talks to me about, it's a, the two of cup card, and that means like a soul relationship, soulmate relationship. And it talks about reconciliation in a relationship, and it talks about the soulmate card. So this is a species we've had contact with before, okay? And then the other thing that it talks about is I have here a card that tells me that there's travel going on, which we already know, success and victory and perfection and travel around the world. And then I have another card that talks about karma, judgment, rebirth, and reincarnation and spiritual lessons that need to be learned. And then I have another card that talks about how somebody is worried about something. And what this means to me is, is that whoever these entities are, they're worried about the species as a whole and the things that we do. And that's what I get when I ask if there's interdimensional beings, time travelers, aliens, what's going on here? What are you picking up, Pam? Well, it's here's something that's really interesting that I'm picking up is that, yeah, there's travel. Um, and that we're supposed to be learning more patience and tolerance. Um, I also get, like, you're right. Like, I feel like we knew them before because it looks like there's a marriage. So I feel like mm -hmm. they um, are somebody that we knew before that are coming there. And they've had an eye on us for quite some time. And um, it's interesting because um, it says we feel like we're going to feel like our hands are tied Mm -hmm. Um, but that, um, we have lots of choices that we can make. Um, and I feel like they're going to monetarily enrich our world because I, it's interesting getting, that you say that because this card actually talks about money, like worrying about money. But I mean, I don't think that if there was some sort of species floating around the sky that they're really going to be worried about our financial problems. Well, maybe it's not. That's why maybe I, it, I didn't say anything about it. Like, why would you worry about that? Like, maybe it's <laughs> not uh, monetarily enrichment, but enrichment. And the, But the only way we can say it through this is like, it looks like enrichment um, related to, to, um, to monetary. But I want to tell you that I feel like one of the things is that I feel like... Um, there's going to be a lot more universal um, taking care of the people who are starving 
I feel like there's going to be balance coming into the world. And I feel like they're not our, they're not um, a threat. In fact, the last card I get is the world card. And the world card for those who, um, who don't know about it is an interesting card. It talks about like, kind of um, like, it's almost like graduating. Like you've learned all the lessons you need to learn. And now you're going to come into abundance. Mm-hmm. I had that card too when I talked about like world travel, success, victory. That's the card that came up. So I feel like whatever is going to come out of this situation will be positive because the the cards that I had was the sun card, which is the best card in the deck, and the world card, which means world travel, success, victory, and perfection. Yep, that's what I get. I feel like that's a good place to kind of end. Um, I will say that it's kind of funny because um, have. Have you guys watched Mars Attacks? Yeah, I love yeah, that movie. The, yeah. There's um, Annette Benning in that. She's like kind of a, a spiritual person and she's coming and she knows that um, these aliens are here to better society. And then um, she ends up getting killed almost me- immediately. So, <laughs> so, God, I hope that's not me. <laughs> hi! <laughs> hi, we're here to greet you. We'd like to hug you now. When the aliens figure out when the aliens figure out if they tell us they come in peace, we'll come closer. So they're just chasing around, shooting their rounds yeah, at people. Yeah, and saying, yeah. So, I mean, like, um, I feel like our ending here, like, is it aliens? Yes. And it's kind of a kumbaya moment, but I definitely feel like what Stephen Hawking said about, you know, that, um, if they come, they're not going to be coming in peace. I feel like they're already here. Um, so I understand like, most societies, when they come together, the stronger society will take advantage of the weaker society. But I don't see that in this situation. Well, that certainly is very interesting, guys. Um, well, the word of the day is interesting. This whole thing is like just the different levels. And there are laser plasma balls that can transmit human speech. Riveting. Biggest. Yeah. Riveting. <laughs> riveting information, guys. Riveting. Yeah, I feel riveted right now. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start telecommuting in guys. I'm gonna start shooting laser plasma balls from home. It sounds, it sounds painful. <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate you tuning in. Um you can join our new Patreon. Woo woo. Woo woo. We're working on some on l- some cool stuff yeah. we're really excited about. Check it out. It's on the link tree. Check it out. Link tree. Feel free to write us and tell us if you think we're all crazy about the alien thing um, and what your opinion is or you agree with us. Yeah. 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 Let us know. Uh, you can you can email us at readingtheroompod at gmail.com. That's readingtheroompod at gmail.com. You can let us know if you think we're totally whacked out. Or uh, we're just right on base. We yeah. got it, baby. And Tom DeLong, if you want to write us, that would be off, awfully cool. Yeah. Tom DeLong, I know that you listen. It's, it's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> a fact. But the aliens are listening. That's, yeah. I bet they have good radios. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> They probably listen to us on a fireball that just floats by their head. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading the room. Yeah, I get that plasma ball (laughs) shot right into my face every week. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. I think that's great. We should just always come to people on plasma balls. <laughs> um, you can follow us on all the the ticky talkies and the the insties and the the fun stuff. Um, check our link tree for all that cool stuff. And of course, come check out our awesome website. Um, Pam, what's the what's the website address? www.readingtheroom.live. All right, thank you so much for listening, guys. And as always. Bye-bye!